We've made quite a lot of progress in our thinking. So now most people think that sprawl building in the countryside is a bad idea. The fact that we go on doing it the minute we have a chance to do it is a whole other question. So lots of people still want to move out of cities and live in the countryside. They have some ideal type image of how life will be and they forget about the car commuting that they'll do. They forget about everybody else's car commuting and they forget that dumping more and more houses in the countryside destroys the very thing that they're moving out to find. So all of that is still going on, but the incentives to do it have lowered because the more people that do it, the more congestion you get, the longer time it takes you to get to work, the more difficult it is to actually maintain live communities in cities. And the government has actually created quite a lot of incentives for building within the city and not sprawling in the countryside. Nonetheless, what it hasn't done is release the tax penalties on repair of existing homes. And what it hasn't done is restrain the tax incentives for building new. So at the end of the day, the balance still favours building new against restoring existing homes, which is very, very bad for existing cities and particularly for low-income communities. And what it hasn't done is recognise fully the potential for small-scale infill development and reuse of buildings within cities. So we've still got a long way to go. And looking at the current climate, the economic downturn, we obviously know more about the environmental crisis 10 years on about climate change. How would you say, how much hope would you say there is for delivering projects of social betterment through the built environment? For as long as we don't think we can do it by building ideal type utopian new communities, loads. The more we think that by building eco-towns and urban extensions and new developments in the Thames Gateway, we will solve our social problems and our environmental problems, the more off-beam we become. That's not to say that none of those new developments should happen. Not many of them will happen because they'll all be fought over and they'll be very difficult to deliver because of various problems like floodplains, road access, transport links, and, um, and development is always going to be a pressure in a crowded country. So... But, but it's very, very difficult to make them work the way they're dreamt of. And no utopian plans, such as the New Towns Council Housing itself, have ever come through the way they were dreamt of. But what is possible, if you look at any existing community, you take me to the very, very worst, most stigmatised council estate. You take me to the very most shocking high crime streets in London or Manchester or Liverpool or any of these places... And I would be able to stand there, walk around, get the sense of it and see a million things that could be done to make it better. Mm -hmm. Cleaning it, small scale repairs, talking to residents, street policing on foot regularly, protection for shopkeepers, visitors for elderly people, getting rid of the tax VAT on repairing houses so that houses could be upgraded the minute you do that, people will be flocking into those areas. Every, I really think this is probably true. It's a bit of a, a, an unsubstantiated claim, as I say it. But I would imagine every single upgraded house of the last 10 years has been sold at a profit over the investment made, even in the very, very worst areas. So we know that we can actually upgrade bad places. I mean, a lot of my work with government was working on 
the very most difficult council estates. And I can honestly say that there were a few very, very badly located estates in an area of declining population where there were literally no jobs and no transport connections and no schools. Those estates weren't going to work as they stood. But that was a tiny minority, probably you could count on the fingers of my hands, at the most my toes as well. And for the rest, which is 10,000 estates, you could see that they could be made to work. So, so I really do think that by doing fairly small-scale things over a continuous period of time, the way owner-occupiers do with their houses, where you're just constantly doing small things to upgrade them and make them better and maintain them, would work. The other thing you've got to do is you've just got to fight a lot harder on the community contacts and the social networks front. I wanted to ask you also, um, obviously you have an appreciation of good design having worked with Lord Rogers. He are has a better any... appreciation than me. <laughs> are there any particular developments that have been delivered recently which you think are very good examples of delivering happier, healthier communities sustainably? That is a very difficult question, <laughs> and I'm not in Lord Rogers' category of being a design judge, and nor am I in his critical mode. When I walk around Islington or Tower Hamlets or Hackney, you know, the boroughs mm -hmm. in the eastern part of London where I live and work quite often, I can see things that look really beautiful, and I can see things that really, really are stunning. And a project has been done in Liverpool in the Anfield area where the, where the residents, the surviving residents in the area fought very, very, very hard against the council demolition plan. And really by, well, by good fortune, a private company called the Affordable Housing Development Company came in and did a deal with English Partnerships, the council, a local housing association, in order to take over and renovate systematically street by street streets in the Rockfield area of Anfield, do up the properties again within their existing structure and in that case literally within their existing structure because they're quite big, they're three-storey properties often with three or four bedrooms and the whole area looks transformed in a very very beautiful way and the properties are at the very least breaking even on the cost of renovating them. In East London I've seen these very lovely little infill schemes where you slot in a dozen flats and little houses into a bit of space that otherwise would have just looked a mess for a long time into the future. So I think, I think we're getting cleverer at those small fitting in schemes and to be very honest that's really what, a, what Cities for a Small Country was about. We are a crowded country unless we revalue land in that very caring, you know, make everything work together in this fine jigsaw pattern. I've done a book since then called Jigsaw Cities, which actually is about exactly that, that you have to piece together neighbourhoods in this really fine-grained way from what's there already, demolishing as little as you can because demolition has huge environmental impact and because most buildings, when you restore them, when you invest in them as though you cared about them, much less than new build, half the price of new build, but a lot of money compared with what we normally think of spending on repair. Um, they're beautiful. So I, I really think this working within the built environment in order to create a new built environment out of the old is the way it should go.
what is it you're working on at the moment and how does that relate in some way to the work you did 10 years ago with Lord Rogers? Well, one is we're doing a project for the Federation of Master Builders on the role that small builders can play, both in renewing existing neighbourhoods and using small sites in order to develop in the field building and the huge, huge task of retrofitting and modernising our 25 million homes to make them energy efficient and carbon proof. So that's that's one project I'm working on. Another project I'm working on is on the whole government energy saving strategy. They've announced this heat and energy saving strategy and community energy saving strategy. And both of these have massive implications for neighbourhood renewal and for social cohesion and for making cities better. If we make cities better, cities and towns, I'm using cities generically, then people will want to live in them. Then we won't need sprawl building. Then our housing stock will expand de facto because we'll use everything that's there much more and much better.